Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Joining me, my partner in power today, he is a beautiful human being. He's also the host of that the Black Guy Who Tips, theblackguywhotips.com, a podcast that he and Karen do together, talking about various cultural phenomena and some blurdy stuff. There's a lot of blurdy stuff happening. Oh, they yeah. go see movies and everything and tell us about it. Let me welcome to the show <laughs> the one and only Roderick Morrow. Hey, Rodimus Prime. Hello. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you. All right. Uh, first, a little condolences to you uh you lost a mm. job this week um i shouldn't yep. say it that way but that happened and uh but i feel like you know you're so damn talented that you're gonna be all right you're gonna be yeah all right. i'm I, yeah I'll, I'll be all right man uh for those that don't know game theory uh we're not getting a season three over at hbo uh but uh i mean they cutting everything it's it's kind of that thing where like i've had uh, I've been laid off twice from jobs in my life. And I feel like being laid off is better than being fired. You know, it's like if they getting rid of everybody in the building, then it's kind of like not your fault. So right, 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 right. Like, with all these cancellations happening with TV right now, I'm like, man, if they getting rid of the Emmy winning, you know, uh, other, uh, you know, other nominated shows. And I guess, you know, we, we were a casualty as well. But uh, yeah, they got they got game theory out of the paint. Well, that is a great attitude. Um, I've been fired twice in my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first time I was devastated beyond belief because the person that I had just been promoted, just gotten a raise. I was at the star ledger. I was just given uh, control over all of uh, high school sports, women's sports. I got to pick Mm -hmm. the, the uh, all state team, you know, yeah, I was I was that person, right? So I was in charge, first black woman working at the Star Ledger and Sport. So I'm sitting there, and then I went on vacation to go look for another job. When I came back, I got locked out of the system, and uh, then I they were like, uh, Gary wants to, so the boss wants to speak to you, and I was like, okay, do 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 do, and then he was like, oh, while you were gone, we uh, evaluated your work, and it was not up to par. I was like, but you just mm. gave me a rate. Well, that was a mistake, and I was like, and I was like, you know, so to have your work question you know and then this whole so i was confused hurt i was a lot of things i'm 21 21 years Mm. old i'm just out of college i'm like this is so i'm walking to my bmw so this is the other thing so i'm gonna be i'm gonna flex a little bit i had the Mm -hmm. same car as the boss because my dad bought Mm. me a a car for for graduation the exact same car which i know was a problem for this grown man Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was paid for and everything and i was you know i was very i was way worse than i am now so i was very uh brash and bold so but i'm walking to my car and one of the uh, editors runs out and he was like yeah what happened did you go look for a job and i was like how they know well somebody called while you know to Mm -hmm. verify that you worked here whatever and uh somebody from the daily news call and i was like what so so i'm still having these mixed feelings like right said my work wasn't up to par that stuck with me Mm -hmm. and it made me insecure but it also made me angry. And so I was like, oh, you could just, it was my first entrance into, oh, welcome to the world. <laughs> yep. People will call and then mess up your bag. And so I called the Daily News every day because I figured it was their fault. Because I, I interviewed at the <laughs> New York Times. I interviewed at the Washington Post. And I interviewed at the New York Daily News on my vacation. I drove down to D.C. 
And so I called them every day and I was like, look, because you don't have a job, y'all better hire me. So every day I was, I called them every day for three weeks, every day. (laughs) They were like, we owe this lady a job. Y'all better get her a job. Get me. I don't care. I'm in. So fast forward. I did. Y'all lost my job. So now my full-time job is calling y'all. Facts. (laughs) Facts. <laughs> right. Right. I cried. I cried. My mama was like, what girl, if you don't get up out of here and get you another job. But I was, I'd never been fired before. And I, more importantly, I'd never been told my work wasn't up to par. So that was like, yeah. Ooh. So what, by the time I got hired by the uh, daily news, I went to Barnes and Noble and bought every book on sports journalism I could find. And I had them in my drawer at the, at mm. the desk. Every time I write a story, I refer back to the book. I, I made friends with like some key editors. Please read my piece before I submit it to these editors here. The black mm. ones. Don't let them have me looking mm-hmm. crazy. So I had like editors in different departments. I was making friends. This is the message to everybody working in places. Make friends with people who have been there. Yes. You know, who got your back. And just in case editor A wasn't good, I'm like going to double it up. And that was my, you know, until I felt confident. And when I felt confident, it was like two months in, I got a front page piece in the Sunday New York Daily News, the main paper. And right. I didn't, I, at that point, they were like, phenom. And I was like, okay, whoo, I got the training yeah, wheels off. But that's yeah, that's up. devastating. I, I think that was definitely one thing from Game Theory I took because that's my first television job. And, you know, I was well liked by everybody, but also I just learned so much. I tried to learn something from everybody. Like, I don't care if you were just taking the trash out like you you taking the trash out of a TV show. Maybe it's different, you know, so I was just friendly to everyone, learn something from everybody. And, you know, I didn't care like what department people were in, what their job was like. So I think that's another reason I feel satisfied is because like I took a lot of knowledge that I can use for myself now in my life because it's just stuff I didn't know before. And then also I just got a lot of connections now. Like we're on a writer strike. I couldn't work if I wanted to, but right, <laughs> like, right. like I could work for me, but I can't do a job job for someone else. But everybody I talked to was like, man, listen, if something comes my way, I will look out for you because you you were such a pleasure to work with. So, you know, to me, that's 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 the main thing. And then, of course, having our own business, you know, the main thing I value is being able to say no to stuff. So I want I, I want to nice. talk about that. Roderick Morrow was here, the black guy who tips.com, the black guy who tips.com. The biggest lesson that you learned working for game theory the last two seasons. Uh, I'd say the biggest lesson is I uh, bringing a positive attitude can truly affect a lot because you're working with a lot of creatives. Some of these people have been in the creative industry their whole lives, like even when they were kids. So it's a little different for them. You know, for me, I was, I kind of grew up in like a, you get a good job, you know, type of house, you know? And even though I was very creatively inclined, my parents are always like, that's a, a thing you can maybe do on the side or a thing you can kind of, now I'm not saying it's necessarily good, but this is just the way I was brought up. People raise your kids how y'all want. But the, <laughs> my parents were very much like, listen, that kind of stuff is like, uh, 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 it'll be nice if it work out, but you need to be able to do regular American 40 hour a week job stuff too. And so I brought that 40 hour a week type of mentality to the, to the, it was very, I was very structured and stuff. And so I think emotionally things didn't get to me in a way that like these people that are used to working in this creative emotional industry, like things, they need to be in the right vibe and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, no one cared about no vibes in any job I've ever had until now. 
everybody's just been like, did you get the work done? You know what I mean? It's five o'clock. Is it done or you got to stay late? Like, that's how it works. So I think bringing that mentality really helped me. But yeah, I'd say the biggest lesson I learned was just um, bringing a positive attitude changes so much. You'd be surprised. It sounds so simple, but you would really be surprised by just how much being easy to get along with, bringing a positive attitude will just open up doors for you. Mm. You done said a word. Um, I want that to sit with somebody needed to hear that today. Uh, 866-801-8255. On the other side, working for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I remember the first time I sat down with an accountant. He told me I owed way more than I had my bank account. <laughs> I was like, what? He was mm-hmm. like, yes. I was like, 20,000 what? Dollars? America, not pesos? Listen, mm-hmm. sir, sir, I don't have that money. Well, did you pay taxes? Did you give? I was like, you got them checks? You didn't put, you didn't get the government? I was like, nobody told me I was supposed to. That was my money. I worked for it. So mm-hmm. this is the first time I didn't have a paycheck that had taxes come out of it, writing right. books. The first time I had to pay taxes for the first book first couple of books that I wrote, I was devastated financially, had to go on a payment plan and all this. And then I fired the accountant and, you know, mm-hmm. called, called Shaquem. Cause I was just, I was working with Queen Latifah though. I was like, Shaquem, who's your accountant? Black accountant. They got a black account by the way. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, bet help. <laughs> so he was like, no problem. I got you. But yeah, these are things they don't tell you about, you know, throwing yep. a third to the IR and the S so that you don't get hit with the penalties and them taxes and things. And, and if you work in like a city like Los Angeles and New York, there's like extra money that's coming out, too, because they like they know it's such a big entertainment industry. They hit your pockets even harder. So, yes, yeah, it's, nah, it's, it's no joke. You know, definitely you need to get an accountant. You definitely need like I have an LLC. We have an LLC. So like a lot of stuff is kind of you can protect your money more through the LLC. You can match your uh, match your donate uh, your how much you give to like your 401k and stuff, protect that money from being taxed right away. But it's I mean, it, it is a lot of stuff. Um, I've been very fortunate. I work with people that I've been able to trust. Um, I work with people that, you know, looked out for me. And so I haven't had, you know, the horror stories that I've heard some people have. And luckily having my own business, it was literally just a couple extra pieces of paperwork I had to do with HBO so I could get paid through my business. But thank God I did that because you're right. They'll write you a check with no taxes taken out. You think you balling like you really will be like, oh, they giving me this money. And then the, the IRS bill come due and it's like, yeah, that that was that's a reason that that nobody gets paid like that. <laughs> Facts. The IRS got to get it first. Yeah, first. They snatched that first. So for you, um, this is something I, I try to drill into everybody that I work with and it's not my responsibility, but I'm like, mm-hmm. if I'm paying you as a contractor, please get an LLC. Yeah. Please get an LLC. Please incorporate, please. Mm-hmm. First of all, social security is going to kick your booty. Uh, there's like so many different things. Uh, and the people that don't listen to me d- end up next the following yeah, year. My and- dad, when I was growing up, my dad, he's a computer programmer. And he had he was always a contractor. So even though he had these big money jobs working for the bank and all, you know, like this, and he would like show me his like he would I remember he would show me his check sometimes. It'd be so big. I'd be like, oh my God. He'd be like, well, see, I that's not all me. <laughs> like, like this gotta come out, then this gotta come out, and then this gotta come out, then I gotta save this. 
and then you know i gotta pay for y'all food and stuff so like it but he but he taught me like how having the llc was he he was able to control his own financial future that way um in a way that you know getting paid straight from the bank while it's it's great it's a job but he was like you know i preferred to contract like he he put me on to something with that because mm. he got offered jobs from the bank his whole life and he always turned them down and said i'd rather contract and put the money away myself so uh i just took took him up on it and took it to hbo like that and i think the funniest thing was uh during one of the seasons during one of the seasons we probably got like i don't know five six weeks in right and i'm you know i'm up in new york and uh, i talk i was talking about my you know my coworkers and stuff and i was like yeah man so uh i'm glad at least we getting paid you know and the dude was like you got a check? I said, yeah, you didn't get a check yet? And he's like, nah, man, I got to talk to my management because he had a manager, then a lawyer, then an agent. Like he had all these people before he saw his check. He didn't see a check for like 10 weeks until like, I'm like, how you living in New York? Wow. And you ain't seen the check yet. I would have lost wow. my mind. Yo, that's the other thing. Uh, books, I've never, I had an agent for two books one the publisher forced an agent on me and that was a book i did with uh al sharpton but after i saw the first couple of contracts i was like oh boilerplate like a mug okay what's negotiable so oh this is nego let me go right down to how you pay me thirds right. halves quarters oh no we're not doing that and you just <laughs> nope we're not right. doing that you're gonna give me my money here no i'm gonna and here's the yeah. royalty no i want this royalty once you know the language and this is the empowerment part right you gotta know what's in these contracts and it may be pages and they do that pages and pages and pages you yeah. gotta know where the where the the landmines are and it goes straight there all of them are boilerplate i've done right. 30 books as a publisher and on the other side, all boilerplate. So you just go through them and I don't even, I'm not paying you 15% to do something. I know what I'm right. worth. No, I'm not doing the book for that. I'm the writer. Nope. Pay exactly. me more or I'm not doing, go get somebody else. But that's agency, right? So you got to yeah. have that coming in and knowing that you're amazing helps 866 <laughs> I love that. And your dad showing you the way. You mm -hmm. know, um, because most of us are conditioned to work for somebody. This country rewards those that are willing to go out and be entrepreneurs. This is that, yeah. this is that nation, right? So when people talk about immigrants, most immigrants have had to do that. They don't get to go into the corporate world. They've right. had to figure out how to make it here. Right. Which is why, mm -hmm. you know, we can be mad, but if you got a number one kitchen in your, in your community, hello, or Seven Eleven right. in your community, hello. Yes. There is also a community around that, right. Mm -hmm. From the trucking industry on, but even that to me is a nod to, Hey, these industries are up for grabs. If people come in, in mass with a community feel, hello, and you got a community, yeah. you live in a community? No, there should be nothing in your community that doesn't come from you. But that requires, right. you know, if there's a fried chicken place on every corner, come together. Franchise right. that, John, or at least come under one umbrella. We talked about this yesterday so that mm -hmm. y'all buying the chicken at a discount. You know, like, right. damn, it's not hard. But right. we, you know, we get so caught up in, well, you making more money than me or my chicken recipe is better. All right, compromise. You know, <laughs> right, you don't yeah. don't use the Lowry's, whatever. Eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. Yesterday was fried to National Fried Chicken Day. Did you take advantage of it? I did not. I got the uh, I did get the alert on my app from uh, Popeyes to let me know. <laughs> I'm thinking but, uh, Popeyes is behind this. I feel right, like, I, yeah, 
How how I ain't never heard of this day until this year, uh, Karen? I, I don't I, understand. I feel like either them or KFC might be the culprit. Yeah, I grew up in I grew up in the South, man. We love fried chicken. I ain't never heard of this national day until yesterday. I I was looking at it sideways. The chicken will be on sale tomorrow anyway. It'll be Facts. fine. There we go. Um. So uh, again, game theory was canceled. We we had a little bit of an extensive conversation about it yesterday. In this mm-hmm. way that you know Dan Lebatard, who I absolutely love. Um, I was sad when that show went away. Uh, and that's the first time I saw Bomani actually was on his show with Poppy. But, uh, he talked about how Stephen A and Skip Bayless created this hate, hate, uh, yelling, (laughs) screaming kind of thing that he he called an embrace debate that Mm. made it made made our appetite want that over actual analysis and you know and to to Bomani's point you know he said something like if if they call us the smart show I'm gonna be canceled and sure enough you know Bob Costa said you know Bomani lucid thinker his points have a beginning middle and end which is what you expect of journalists he's an actual sports journalist uh and Diane Lebatar said Bomani is unlike any voice in sports journalism and it's hard to be distinctive uh at at with all of these hot takes you know it's hard to be unique um and a unique thinker when so many people are gas bagging which is what we have a preponderance of in all mediums not just sports right every medium has politics too yeah even entertainment, you know, there was a time mm-hmm. when, you know, shout out to Kevin Frazier, you know, when, when entertainment journalism, I'm going to blame Wendy Williams for that. I'm going to give, mm-hmm. I'm going to give her the, the yes, crown. Karen, yes. <laughs> no, no, Wendy, no, you, you, you ruined it. <laughs> you absolutely ruined it. Uh, as entertaining as it was. Right. Yeah. She, she did that. She, she stuck her whole, um, foot that had a fungus on it into the mix and it just, wow messed up everything well i have so many thoughts on the sports dichotomy because i feel like the people that you know rightfully are will miss game theory and love what we did i I love the support but i don't think it's really just a like us versus them situation like we had a smart show but we also had an entertaining show you know (laughs) and we set out to make an entertaining show we set out to make a show that wasn't trying to like rub your nose and statistics and, and a- analysis and uh you know and Bo as brilliant as he is is so great at speaking to just like plain people he talks like a regular dude he just happens to be a little bit more you know reserved and smarter I was gonna say though he didn't have bombacity he wasn't coming out and telling you that your right. breast thing and all that you know it it was his yeah. he, he's so cool like you know Bomani go even if you insulted him he's not he's gonna be like okay so uh, yeah. how's that working out for you you know this is exactly. very very zen and, and you I know? think what happens is people start doing this thing of like someone is making the audience want something else. And I, I don't think that's what's happening. I, I really think the audience is never wrong. If that's what they want, that's what they want. And you can fight against it, but you're really just fighting against a tide that, that can't be controlled by you, you know? So I think I just, that was I actually part. disagree with you. So mm-hmm. um, I just, you're right for a period of time, but mm-hmm. I also believe in conditioning, you know, and cultivating. And I feel like, people crave a thing like i always say children want can't they would want cookies for breakfast lunch and dinner if you're a parent Mm -hmm. 
and I want cookies. And you give your kid cookies, oh, over time they're going to get diabetes, high blood pressure, and all the other things, mm-hmm. and probably cavities. But you don't give your children cookies because you need them to grow up strong, and, and they appreciate the nourishment, right? So you get cookies for dessert, or maybe you get cookies once a week. But we have to all be in agreement that cookies every month, you know, every meal is bad. Right. Mm -hmm. But the industry has not made that agreement. Right. So my -hmm. theory is, is this is my game theory. Shout out to Bob (laughs) by the way, who's brilliant that if, if everyone's drinking from a well that is poisoned and you have the one glass of water, that's clean. Few people going to be like, Oh, wait a minute. That water, Mm -hmm. this water. Hmm. Okay. You know what? There's some clean water over here. Eventually, Unfortunately, because of ratings and everything, you don't have time for eventually. Oprah, mm-hmm. number one for like 10 years. And then we started the Jerry Springer, Ricky Lake, Jenny Jones era of people throwing stuff and cussing. And you're not the father and more. Evil. And, and that became the center of television. Oprah lost her number one status mm-hmm. for like two years. And she refused to capitulate when everybody was saying this is the tide. You got to right. jump on this algorithm. Wasn't, wasn't a word for it then. You got to jump on the bandwagon. This is where the money is. Oh, I think she even slipped to third place, which is a, mm-hmm. she could have been canceled, right? She was like, no, right. eventually your tummy's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They came on back home because. Yeah, and that might be true. Like maybe one day we'll be back with some other form of game theory and Bomani. I don't think Bomani's going anywhere. Like he'll be fine. Um, but what I mean when I say the audience is never wrong, I mean like, the audience watches what it watches. So we could, th- this reminds me of a uh, hip hop, right? You have Talil Kweli that used to always be rapping and complaining about real hip hop. This is real hip hop. Y'all right. listen to But listen, if I'm in the club and I'm dancing to Jay-Z, that's just what I'm dancing to. And it doesn't matter if you're virtual signaling or if you think you're smarter or better than Jay-Z. In that moment, you are not. So I think what happens is a lot of people pontificate and essentially lie when they say stuff like you know we sick of Stephen A. Smith well I see the clips you share it's Stephen A. Smith (laughs) so even if you hate him you're helping him you're still sharing it you you yeah you're not sharing our stuff that way and maybe you know I remember when I was on the show the first season I told Bo I said you know what we really need we need somebody that hates us yeah like we need like a we need a big name person that just hates us so much that they won't stop talking about us because I've seen how it works. It works better than loving us. Cause yes. when you love something, you watch it, you go home and you smile and you just, you keep it to yourself and you, you tune in every week. And it's, but when you hate something, you say, come smell this. Everybody listen on my social media, everybody on my podcast, y'all have to see this person that hate them the way I hate them. And so that's what I mean when I say the right. audience isn't wrong. They helped Stephen A. Smith. So yes. you can say you hate him, but you Dan Lebron nah, probably said that when Stephen A. was on his show. Yes. So, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you're, like no, you're, you're helping actually, him. You know who told me that? Stephen who? A. Smith told me. Yeah. Let the trolls Something troll. ain't right. No, you, you were right, sir. You were right. He told me let the trolls, if the people, let them, I block people. You know that already. Right. I, I need yeah. a clean environment. I ain't got enough time or energy. To I don't be, play games be either. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not doing, a, I, I like peace and harmony. But he was, he was absolutely right. I knew he was right. But I also feel like while he's right and it's yeah. proven, right, he's number one. Yeah. I feel like there's room for another right. <laughs> Two things absolutely. can be true. Like, like, like there this. was, 
there's room in the game for what we were doing over there. So it's not like like it's not some sort of indictment on game theory or Bomani or any of that stuff. It's like any most of the people that talk that noise don't work in the industry and don't know what they're talking about. So when they say like, well, the Raiders were they were losing 80 percent of the lead. And it's like you're losing 80 percent of Bill Maher. Bill Maher don't talk sports. He's not us like if if HBO would have been expecting those ratings, that would have made HBO dumb. So we had our own goals that we met. We had our own benchmarks. We met every feedback we got was was positive from within and outside of HBO. So it wasn't that. It's just you know you look around and everything got canceled. This insecure is on H on Netflix right now. Like this this is the game is changing in front of us. And yes. a lot of these companies, the streaming companies, were operating in the red the whole time anyway. So now you're having like a a, a reckoning. Perch. Birds coming home, chickens yeah. coming home to roost. So mm. it ain't on us. We made well, a good show. I mean, I forgot who said it. Um, ESPN, who fired a whole bunch of people. Uh, mm. Someone, I forgot, somebody famous just said, you know, they were operating a poor business anyway, bringing on, spending million, damn near a billion dollars on mediocre talent, right? Coming in for that college talent and didn't pay off. And now you're firing all of these people. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's that, 866-801-8255. I also think that there's a lot of untalented people uh, at the top making decisions mm-hmm. right they're not talented or creative so they're just they, they all they know how to do is throw money at things and if yeah. it doesn't work purge and then throw money at things they don't even know quality right yeah. so it's up to us to a be very intentional about the things we watch if something's good spread the news right yeah. go out and tell everybody don't keep it like it's a secret only you only you want y'all want nobody else to know about it <laughs> right. well guess what nobody else to know about it it's gonna get canceled if you really like something right. right and and we have to even sometimes fight against our own appetite right right i know we crave crazy and sugar and mm-hmm. all but fight against that sometimes and click on some things that just is nourishing i agree you know. I mean, I think also as you the thing you illustrated so perfectly is just the people at the top is cyclical. It's 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 binge purge, binge purge. It's been that way our whole lives, and I just think streaming was binge on. We've never seen anything like this before. It's so hard to keep up with the content because it felt like everything was getting greenlit at the same time, yep. and you knew it was going to be a reckoning at some point. And so now it feels like everything is getting canceled at the same time. I mean, they, I think they canceled that show at the weekend two episodes into the show. We like the season ain't done, and we was like, it ain't coming back. That like it's we're at, we're at full glut right now. Yes. So yeah, it's it's just a matter of time, and they'll be buying shows again at some point and doing this. We'll be doing this dance again, and it'll feel like everybody got a show in a few years. I think, though, in this time, Rod, and we're gonna take calls. Mm-hmm. So uh, hang on, y'all. Eight six eight six six eight zero one eight two five five. I think this is also the time for an opportunity that f- for us to seize a moment, right? Of, you know, because you can't cancel something you don't own, right? And, and coupled with being very, very careful about who we put our, you know, like right now there's like five stream, uh, five things to take out Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Where we go is where it's going to be the funkiness, right? Mm-hmm. There should be terms of, of engagement you know, before we go mm-hmm. into a platform. You know, I, I reached out to Chris Boozy. I'm like, I could come on a spot of a spotable, but you know, I, and not what am I going to get out of it? But if I come, I'm going to come with intention. So right. I'm not just bringing something to you for nothing. 
And I'm not asking right. for money. I'm asking you for some kind of uh, stake in this thing, right? Because I'm now, I'm not going to any platform that I'm, I don't have some ownership in. Because when it goes left or you decide you want to sell out, um, mm. A, I'm going to say something, but B, I also will know, you know, what, what the strategy yeah. is and everything. Right. I don't want to just anymore give my pearls to pigs. And I'm not mm. calling Chris that because I think he's a, a decent human being from what I know. Right. But, you know, when I look at all this blue sky, you know, they can you come for what? What am I coming right. to your platform for? Tell me why. You know, right. I see threads. I'm like, let me go over here to see what the old horrible ass Zuckerberg. I don't like him. <laughs> I, I can't right. stand him. Right. I can't stand his his lack of humanity as it relates to this stuff. Selling our information with Cambridge Analytica. I haven't forgot that Facebook. And right. I'm not calling you meta. You Facebook as long as you could try to rebrand. Dude, I see you. But what you doing over here? Well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Will this take out Elon Musk? Okay. So even right. that has to be part of a strategy. <laughs> like if I go over here, it's only to get rid of this. But in the meantime, we should be building. In the right. meantime, we I should agree. be building. 866-801-8255. I think I'm mean, doing too much thinking. Let's go to Patricia. It's Friday. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Friday. Patricia in Florida. Welcome to the Carrot Hunter Show. Hi. You're on with Roderick. Hi. Roderick Morrow is here. Hi. Hello, Karen. How are you today? Awesome. Good, good, good. I was calling about your experience when you said that you had got a raise and you was doing really, really good and you thought things was going good and all of a sudden um, they said your work wasn't up to performance. I had that same experience during COVID. And the Mm. funny part about it is during COVID, everybody was doing such a good job. They giving raises and everything. I'm a nurse. So at that particular time, right after COVID, they started saying, People are not doing good, and they like, and you're like, hey, I just got a raise. You said I was doing really, really good. But what I'm trying to say out of this whole subject is I really can identify with you, but at the same time, the guy said, well, it's good to be positive, and it's good to be nice and to learn different things from everybody. And I am that type of person, and I agree 100% with him. But sometimes when people are out of their lane, there come a time when you just have to be nice, nasty. <laughs> Mm. Okay. I think you're probably good. Thank you for the call, Roger. Being nice, nasty. I've never, uh, never mastered that art form. <laughs> now nah, I try not to be nasty if I don't have to be, but yeah, I hear you. You got to stay your ground sometimes. Yes. Uh, uh, I did that. That's not something I had to worry about at game theory, really. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta stay your ground sometimes. Now I wasn't advocating be a pushover. Just bring positive energy. I really truly believe in that. That might be a, I might be a hippie in that way, but I truly nah, believe. I, I think you're, who wants to work in a sour doggy dog, nasty, watch your back environment. Don't you want to come in? Right. I used to bake cookies. I'm a, I'm a, about to reveal some things y'all. I mm-hmm. used to bake cookies when I was on the editorial board of the daily news and bring them in and just lay it, put them on the, and, I would be in there joke. You know, my, my joke game is pretty tight and not giving jokes, but I'm chuckle chuckles. You know, I I had, I had the culture so dope in that office. Cause if I got to work there, damn it. Listen, and Smith will tell you, even in our little office, first of all, I made sure we got an office overlooking everything. It took a few years, but I was like, we're going to be in that office. Somebody was in the office, but I had spied it. I was like, Urban View needs to be in that <laughs> office in the corner. The corner office, we need to have that. And in my mind, it's like creating that family environment so the young people who come to work there don't want to leave because the first yes. year at, at, at SiriusXM, I lost like three board ops. Mm. One just, anyway, I won't even get into it, but it was yeah. like 
and I couldn't get a rhythm. Smith's been rocking with me for how many years, Smith? You've been here now. It's been a lot of years. It's been seven and a half of the nine years almost that I've mm. been here. Smith has been here. And I can't say that he, he probably can get a job someplace else, make a, a lot more money. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say that out loud, but he can. And I feel like you treat people well and you create an environment. We have dinners and stuff. Yeah. Used to before COVID. And I ain't wanting to breathe it on me the last couple of years. But we, you know, but you got to create environments for people to want. So to your point, yes. And I'm not saying I'm the pleasant person, but mm-hmm. I make sure that the environment is played. There's no f- yeah. arguing, fussing, like, fighting, or removing. I used to have a job that uh, everybody there hated the job. And they would have us do mandatory overtime sometimes on the weekend for like four or five hours and stuff. And, you know, everybody hated doing that. You know, nobody wanted to come in. But what I start, what I realized after the first time I having a miserable damn Saturday, I said, you know what? No one said I have to be miserable. So, I, so I went and bought like, uh, you know, like Chick Fil A or donuts or something for the office. And Brock came in, and I was just super pleasant and nice to everybody and chatty and all that stuff. And you know what, man? It stopped sucking. It started being like, well, we gotta be here anyway. Let's have a good time. And I like that's the kind of thing I believe in. But once again, you really got to believe in your own power because there's going to be some people that's negative and I just refuse to let them win. Like you can be negative for yourself, but you don't get to change my reality and make make me have a bad experience. That's not going to happen. Amen. I, I know. I'd like, I mean, let me just be, uh, be honest with you too. Um, I like, I like having you on cause you make me smile. So you bring that oh. into this space and I've never even put my arms around your neck to give you a hug, but, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, I, I told Smithers, I don't want to work on Friday. I just want to enjoy having a conversation with people that I like having a conversation yeah. with. And hopefully the audience, you know, again, we not Nielsen rated, so y'all can all turn it off. Cause I'm, I'm going to be here anyway, <laughs> having this conversation with Roderick. Monica, <laughs> Monica, North Carolina. That's the one benefit. You can't say the ratings are low. Monica, hi. Hello. Hi. Good afternoon, everyone. Hi. hi. I like Redrick as well. Now, uh, thank you. I am. I am. I want to know what do you mean when you say be positive? I think I'm a mm. positive person. I'm just kind of a no nonsense at work. And when Karen says, "Hold on," do you wait, Monica? Do you do you me? talk like this? Do you talk the way you're talking right now at work? I do. Why? Okay. <laughs> right. I'm just. No. What's wrong? No, no. I mean, that's how you talk. It's, it's good. That's how, you know, there's a difference to be a positive and creating an environment, right? Yeah. I feel, I feel yeah. like you, Monica's got, you got a little school marm type energy. <laughs> <laughs> I have just, a what? what school, school marm, you know, like school marm, like everyone's going to sit up a little straighter because, you know, because Monica's in the room, we, just, we're going to be respectful. <laughs> Everybody's just not going to be any blue, you know, blue you know, jokes. My husband tells me that all the, my husband say, you know, you all but I'm positive. I mean, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to dispute Stop that you, po- I'm just saying you ain't fun in the office. That's all. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not coming to hang out with Monica in the office. I already know. I'm probably cool. Okay, so, Great to so, be married so that's to. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. How do you, how do you make the environment of, I mean, I am who I am. Right. I was going to say mm-hmm. that ain't going to be your job. That, so don't put that on you. You're not going to be the one to br- bring the fun and make the, that's, there's going to be a Roderick type person in the office that maybe you can inspire to bring <laughs> the fun. I don't know, Roderick, how do you feel about that? So I'll, I'll say this, man. I never wanted, especially when you're dealing with creative people, I never denied anybody's reality. So like people have frustrating days. I never felt like I need to dismiss that. 
talk down on them. I wasn't trying to like cheer them up. Like you need to be happy about this, but I would just look at it. Like, this is not the end of the world. We are making in this case, a TV show. The end of the day, we just want to put out a good show. And as long as we all agree to that, we can have a, we can have a good time. Also, the other thing for me was um, positivity doesn't necessarily mean like you're unrealistic. Cause you're talking about a job that is highly critical. Like everything I wrote, somebody had to tell me why it wasn't working and how to make it better. Mm-hmm. So it it wasn't like I was just going like, it's fine. My job, I'm the greatest person in the world. It was more like, I can do this. We can do this. If we, we work together, we got a talented group of people that they put together. Everybody that's in this building here for a reason, because somebody thought you could do it. And I believe we can do it. And I think, to me, that's what helped me get through the show. And it also helped that, you know, I think it made a better environment. And at the end of the day, I can't say it made every environment and every day better, but everybody liked me. So <laughs> just, I was doing I mean, something right. And, you know, most people probably in my office didn't like me, but they kept that to themselves. <laughs> well, if you, I feel like if you're the boss, you, is, you can no, work differently. No, I wasn't the boss, but I wasn't okay. the one. You know, Monica's like, no nonsense. I'm no nonsense. You might yeah. catch some words back, especially back in the day. They would be some F-bombs or whatever. And, yeah. But it was it was hilarious, though, because it was you didn't know what was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was almost like a Miss Sealy watching Mr. Cook moment every day right. in the office that's some fun environment to go in because i don't know how i'm gonna react so we got different you know you coming in peace and love i'm coming in like i may turn over well, the tables also, well the I might other thing too cookies. is i truly believe like people i i interact with you on the level you interact with me so i you know i'm gonna keep it my default is positive you know if i was dealing with somebody that was like negative like really negative or mean or abusive that would have changed everything for me because I'm I'm still a Libra. I'm gonna give oh, you the balance. Okay. Oh, back. I see that. You ain't tell me that. So, now we learning yeah. some stuff. Monica, what kind of what I'm imagining you're not in a highly cre- maybe creative, you're not like on TV or anything, your office environment. You're right. I'm corporate America VP okay. of HR. Oh, well, then you're doing what okay. you're supposed to do. Monica, you ain't yeah. supposed to be in there. D- HR ain't supposed to be having no good time. No. What? What? <laughs> Yo, you are absolutely perfect for the job that you're in. You yeah. are enough. You are all of the things. Don't change the problem thing. department. Ain't nobody supposed to really like y'all. <laughs> Period. It's okay. <laughs> That's hilarious and so true. So, Monica, um, keep doing what you've been doing. The, is the pay good? Are you good there? The pay is I'm good there. I, I okay. love what I do. Okay. But they do sometimes say I'm difficult. And I'm like, why That's am okay. I difficult? I'm just No, you don't even argue. You ain't got to argue. You ain't got to litigate yourself. Be you. And if you're comfortable, they ain't got to they don't have to be with you all the time. Mm-hmm. Shoot. And I bet you they gonna come to you if they got a problem. So yeah. shoot. You're supposed you, to be Monica. difficult. That's right. You're diff- y'all the difficult department. When they got <laughs> when it's a conversation <laughs> don't nobody wanna have, y'all gotta have it. Yes, yes. Monica got the perfect job for her personality. That's how that works. 866-801-8255 is the number. Roderick Morrow is here. The Black Guy Who Tips dot com. The Black Guy Who Tips. <laughs> hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.